I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean, yes, her, and um, I'm with the cockerel. <laughs> Thank you. Emily never got her little tune, did she? I got That's... yes, her, and you got the special jingle. <laughs> well, you know, I like, to, I like to mix and match. It's a little <laughs> so mix I've and match. That's what I like to do. <laughs> uh, you can text us on 81215 about anything. I mean, I'm talking about anything. Let me hear you say anything. Anything. Thanks. <laughs> Frank, we've already had some texts and emails in. Well, what do you know? On A1215. <laughs> this is a little uh, callback to, do you remember IEM's idiotic eureka moments? Ah, yes. It's, it's, I'd say that's a absolute Frank Skinner show, whatever it's called. What's it called, this show? I don't know. Your manager's here. Ask him. Okay. What's it called, John? <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. The Frank Skinner Show. <laughs> That's um, what I like about him. Sharp as yeah. a tack. Um, one of the evergreens of this show is is the uh, IEM, the idiotic eureka moment. And, mm. and and for new listeners, I think there are. I think I've heard there was four in the last month. Um, the what it is is when you suddenly realise a joke or a pun or something after many many years. The example mm. um, I always think of is that someone sent in and said they didn't realise that sooty and sweep was a sort of themed gag, Chim- chimney thing, a chimney chimney yeah. themed uh, duo mm. for yes. many years. <laughs> it was it came in from a, an idea from one of our listeners, the IEM. But I'm always I'm always looking out for them. I had a cracker this uh, my, uh, this week myself. But carry on, Did you? okay. Care. Well, we'll get to yours, but we'll start with the listeners. Good. Because they pay our rent. <laughs> this is from uh, Nugget. He says, morning, Mr... Nugget or Nougat? <laughs> this is Nugget. Okay. He says... But Not- that might be his prison name or something. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Nugget in Big Brother. Do you remember? I yes. used to wear a hat. Yeah, there was. Morning, Mr. Radio, Gemily and the Cockerel. Right. So it's taking off that Mr. Radio. It is. I just wanted to tell you about my idiotic Eureka moment this week, in which I discovered that rather than being blonde, as I'd always assumed, Ginger Rogers was in fact a redhead. (laughs) Until this week, I'd only ever (laughs) seen her in black and white films. And in my defence, she does look blonde, doesn't she? In black and white films, yes, yeah. of course yeah. she does. Yeah, but I see, I see why Ginger would have completely thrown him. <laughs> I saw a colour plate of her in a coffee table book about stars of the past, and there she was in all her ginger glory. Oh, how did I look in that book? <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. We had another, didn't we have another IEM? We have had another one in. We had a... We had... What about the Czechoslovakian we football had, team? We had an email in. Uh, they're awful uh, to place. Dear Frank the Cockerel and the ever-lovely Emily. No, he said it, not me. This week I had an IEM, and thanks to listening to your show, I now know how to classify this. For some reason, I never realised that saying the Czechs are bouncing, as in referring to when people from the Czech Republic were happy at the World Cup or Wimbledon, etc., was a pun. I always thought it was just a national characteristic. Yeah. <laughs> what, like Tigger? <laughs> I think Tigger's from the Czech Republic originally. It also probably proves that this gentleman hasn't been in many financial problems. Like, if he doesn't know that the Czechs the are bouncing... The Czechs are disappearing, aren't they? They're near enough gone, aren't they? Yeah. The bouncing Czechs. So it's a forgivable delayed eureka moment, that, isn't it? But, yeah, he's, he's right. They do say that when they're, when they're doing they well love, at football. They love that. I remember Kevin Keegan once commenting on a, on a Euro Championship game and with the delight in his voice when he said, 
I think you could say that if they get knocked out of this, they won't Romania about Romania. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, oh. he was so pleased with himself. <laughs> that was definitely his best ever comedy moment. Yes. <laughs> Maybe falling off the bike on superstars, but it's a close <laughs> on thing. Uh, they used they always used to say if ever a team did well, they'd say say if Huddersfield did yeah. well. I'm saying this because it's the Cockerels team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd say things like that, and, and they'll be uh, they'll be dancing in the streets of Huddersfield tonight. And the best one of them I ever heard was someone said they'll be dancing in the streets of Total Network Solutions. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, the only ever, I think, British team that had a completely sponsor-led title. But uh, I'm glad they're, they're back on the IEMs. I love them. For oh, I love an IEM. I mean, I, for many years, I didn't realise that Sean Hughes was a pawn about uh, sheep. Oh, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea that it suddenly struck me one day, and uh, I'd met him, and he never even, you know, dropped a hint. Uh, but this week, a woman—I was talking about um, IEMs—and a woman said to me, a woman I work with called Claire said, "You know, it's, it's, that's funny." She said because it was just struck me last week that the Beatles are spelt like that because of their sort of beat. Oh, like the Mersey Beats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> See the Beatles, they still you still learn things about yeah. them. Oh yeah. Well there's a film called Arthur Christmas out and I thought, what does that mean? And I've only just realised I think that's is it meant to sound like Father Christmas <laughs> if you say Arthur, it in a certain way? Arthur, Arthur Christmas. Oh I thought it was like half a sixpence. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was half <laughs> a Christmas. Half oh, Christmas. maybe. Yeah. Anyway, maybe. Maybe you're right though. I think I am usually, We've had a yeah. text in from 670 who's saying, Oh, my God, sooty and sweet, I never knew. <laughs> <laughs> Eureka. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. See, you know, people don't say that stuff like that anymore since the news of the world's gone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you've got any... Uh, if you've been a victim of any idiotic Eureka moments, let us know. What about that? Mm. We've started like that with a... We, we, we've, I've called a text in almost immediately. I've just received there's some email uh, subject line fat women so I'm going to read that and you two get on okay <laughs> oh dear so you can text us on 8 12 15 and uh, that's it that's not it don't go away <laughs> play some music Absolute Radio Frank Skinner so I went to um, I went to the uh, what's it called the Indigo is it oh, oh so yes at the O2 Centre the O2 yeah yes in uh that's the little one, isn't it? Yes, yeah, the one that is at the Big O2. Mm. And uh, at the Big O2 was some indoor tennis tournament. Well, it would be indoor, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, massive big tennis tournament. It's and I was tennis, watching... It? The ATP, is it? I don't know. Oh, OK. Oh, I'm not interested in all that nonsense. <laughs> so, so I'm watching the fall in a small adjoining bar, basically. <laughs> the fall, in case you don't know, are the, the greatest band ever. Although um, their singer, Mark e. Smith, doesn't like them being called a band. No. He likes them being called a group. Oh. Yeah, he's very, very, very Why touchy. Why doesn't that surprise me? Very touchy about that. <laughs> and the one thing when you go and see the fall is uh, you never know quite what the support act's going to be. Because <laughs> I think sometimes he books support acts just to get on the crowd's nerves. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's been a few down the years, I won't name them. But um, it, there was a, a real cool DJ when I got there. This guy oh. just had, like this tall sort of a very young um thin white guy and he was uh, he had his you know his big cans on and he's he's doing all his stuff and his girlfriend was in the wings there looking very lovingly and dancing along and some 
terrible people from the music business in baseball caps. <laughs> and a man about 50 in, in, in clothes oh, of a 20-year-old. Planet Hollywood bomber jackets. I was finding it very entertaining because I was blown out at the last minute, so I, I was on my own. Oh, but fine. I was sitting down. I was in the balcony, so it was like being uh, Caligula at uh, the Colosseum. <laughs> and uh, I think he went to the Colosseum. Oh yeah, he loved, a big he fan. loved music or Caligula. Anyway, so um, so this guy was really doing it, and I, I I saw someone in the wings giving him the wind up thing because where I was sitting, I could see straight into the. I was basically leaning on the speaker, which is why my right ear is still going even now. I like that though. Oh, anyway, so um, he carried on playing. He was really in the zone, and then two of the uh, the Falls roadies came on stage, and they just sort of went to either side of his table and just wheeled it off <laughs> while he was still playing. <laughs> and th- this poor chap who was so cool, and um, his manager tried to save it by coming out and saying, "This was he had like a." He was a trench coat on the, the manager, and he came out and saying, "You're one of the hottest young DJs," as if it was a deliberate exit. <laughs> and the poor guy, he was, um, he was, he was still doing his decks. It was like, you know, if you oh, see a, no. say, if you see a, a young woman rushed into an operating hospital, <laughs> operating uh, theatre, and her husband is still talking to her on the way, and it was like that. <laughs> he was walking at the side of the, the poor. Oh man, it was one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> And did uh, Marky Smith, he likes to do the washing up or something, doesn't he? What? Well, he turns his back a lot, doesn't <laughs> he? Does. he? And, he sat- and he looks like he's doing the washing up. He goes, he's he, with knobs. He sat down quite a lot. He had a chair at the back. And he sits he and read his li- reads his lyrics <laughs> sometimes. But also, people throw a lot of stuff at fall gigs, which he never seems to mind. What sort of stuff? Well, they threw a newspaper on stage. (laughs) So there was a newspaper, (laughs) sort of just bits of newspaper. It looked like a sort of 1980s student play about urban decay. (laughs) I love that even the abuse is quite 80s in newspaper. (laughs) I've been to a fall gig. That would make me think that they were saying, improvise a topical song for us or something like it's a suggestion from the crowd. What they also threw... um, Quite a lot of carrots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not complete carrots, but di- dice. Oh, what sort of ones? Sliced carrots. Yeah, sort of carrots that you, that you dip. <laughs> Julienne carrots at a full game. Yeah, that's what it was, Julienne carrots. <laughs> was there a massive vat of hummus behind him? <laughs> if there was, I didn't see it. But, uh, yeah, they're quite... A f- I'd say at one point there was a, a newspaper and about eight carrot pieces <laughs> on stage. <laughs> Carrot pieces, not carapaces. They weren't throwing uh, the, <laughs> the shells of uh, tortoises. Obviously, that'd be horrible. But it was, uh, it was. They were brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I must they say, they always are. Yeah, they are. Um, Frank, we've had a strange text in. Hi guys, yet again we seem to have only one webcam working. <laughs> it's a disgruntled employee. That'd be one of your fans. If you care that much about the visuals, put the telly on. <laughs> We've also had a text saying it took me about 20 years to realise that only smarties have the answer was a pun. And I have just realised that get as it. well. I, I don't didn't get know it. That. What smarties? is it? That is great. Smarties, like smart people. Oh, smarties. Oh, <laughs> There you have live three <laughs> Eureka moments. Three, yeah, a, a treble, a treble. <laughs> oh, marvellous! Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Frank, we've been having some idiotic Eureka moments in. We've just had one in uh, discovering what the HP stood for on the sauce bottle, even though the answer stares at you from the label. It only took me thirty-nine years to find out. 
Oh, yes, Houses of Parliament. Yeah, I like that little insight into our demographic there as well, with There's the 39 years. People yeah. around the country going, oh, yeah, the radio now, I hope. That's what I hope. <laughs> <laughs> We've had another text in uh, Pride Always Comes Before the Fall, which is a rather fine pun. Oh, yes, on, on, the, um, on the, the cocky young DJ. Yeah, I don't exactly. know if he was that cocky, he just seemed very into it. But mm. um, it's a great pun. I'm loving it. Mm. I I was so excited about the, the fall. I just I was saying that I went to see the fall at the O2. Um, fall at the O2. I'll never say that again in my <laughs> life. Or <laughs> that small place in there. And because um, as I said, there was tennis on at the night. When I left there, all the tennis crowd were coming out. And I thought, oh, God, I hope anyone doesn't see me and think, thinks I've been to the tennis. <laughs> Did you? In a list of things to be embarrassed about. <laughs> the idea that anyone thinks I go to indoor tennis. <laughs> um, indoor tennis, surely, should, Henry VIII should have been in that tournament. Well, exactly. Yeah. He was the one who used to banging up the walls and all. He's looking at me very... Uh, I've, he certainly he was the one who used to... banging up the walls? No, I meant his... Right. When he played real tennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, you please. You're hanging out with Marky Smith too much. <laughs> so anyway, I was so euphoric after the gig, oh, completely euphoric, mm. uh, that I got into... Uh, you should have seen Marky Smith. <laughs> that I, yeah, yeah uh, euphoric. I knew him, Horatio. <laughs> I got, I got oh. into this uh, car, uh, This not any car, I got into a cab, mm. although I will buy any car if anyone's selling <laughs> one. Um, and he had um, Smooth FM on. Oh, no, I didn't object. I was I was in such a good mood, and uh, what should come on but the Bangles doing uh, Eternal Flame? Mm. Oh, I love that! So I started singing along in a close your eyes, give me your hand, darling. And uh, I said to the guy, "Come on, sing up!" And he seemed genuinely disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was really blasting it out, and I kept saying, "You know, here we go," uh, on the chorus. And he he didn't speak to me again for the entire journey. Did he leave it on, though? He did call him darling. He was was too frightened to switch it off. (laughs) Awful if he just turned it to talk radio or something. Oh, yeah, that would have been while I was mid. (laughs) That goes, uh, when when you think she's going to go, an eternal, and then she turned it goes, flame, that if I'd just gone for the high bit and he turned it (laughs) on. Oh, that's that's what I call a truck driver's gear change, that. (laughs) Yes, that's not what you call a truck driver's gear change. (laughs) Do you know, David Baddiel does a very fine rendition of that song on the piano. Um, We've had another idiotic eureka moment from... Frank. My eureka moment was after watching Wacky Races as a child. I later found out why one of the racers was called Pat Pending. That's Jeremy from Watford. Yes, and for mm, those of you who don't get it, it's mm. used to get things that said Pat Pending. It meant that the patent yeah. was yeah. still pending. It's an educational programme this morning. Isn't it? In so many ways. Mm. Speaking of education... Yeah. Oh. Ed right. Balls... I'm, I'm just marvelling at your link. Yeah, Ed, Ed Balls <laughs> cries at the Antiques Roadshow. Apparently so. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I can understand that. I often cry when I'm confronted by human greed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought like, it is that he cries at the greed. It's the other way around for him, isn't it? When they're told, yeah. oh, this clock's worth £50,000, and they go, I'd never sell it. It was my granddad's. That sets him off, apparently. But they never say that, do they? Sometimes. They only say I'll never sell it when they say it's worth 17 quid. Yeah. And they think it's not yeah. worth selling. They say it means more to me than money, which means, oh, no, that's not going to pay for the extension. No, that's not why you... The people who turn up for those things would sell their granddad, never mind their granddad, yeah. to watch. They're there 
thinking that they're going to have the £50,000 heirloom that's been knocking around the house. It, that meant the world to their family, but they don't care as long as they can get the money. That's the kind of people that go to Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. That makes me cry. I'll go further. <laughs> it makes me vomit. <laughs> the people that turn up to it, the, they all look a little bit like they'd be in the crime section of the Daily Mail, those people, <laughs> don't you think? Um, it, well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I'm prepared to go along all the way with this. <laughs> uh, who else was that? Oh, oh, I like the one, Rory Stewart. Do you know Rory Stewart? He's a Tory, he's a Welsh Tory MP. Oh, oh. they do exist. Yeah, he, um, his thing that he cries out is anything where a dog dies. Oh, really? That's what he said. Now, I don't know if he's seen it under the Baskervilles. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I cheered when it, when it finally went down. <laughs> Uh, you see loads of films when it's great when a dog dies, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Fine. No, but like when they, you know, when the Nazis turn up with their um, with their shepherd dogs and the, and the and the, uh, the escaped prisoner has to shoot them down. <laughs> you know, and the Nazis turn up with their shepherd dogs. That, that had to be done. That famous my... scene. Do you not know it? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a strange list of things that make them. Cry. Well, Ed Balls, yeah, he cries at um, Sound of Music as well. Right. Specifically, when they sing the Sound of Music, which made Nazi me doubt whether theme. he'd seen it. Yeah, he's seen what he's done. He's seen that bit where they sing the Sound yeah. of Music. If you're going to cry at anything, you're going to cry at Lonely Goat Herd. <laughs> Obviously. Um, well, I don't know. I think it's when the young boy is revealed as a Nazi. <laughs> Because I, I hate it when you're going Rolf. out with someone and you di- and you suddenly discover they're a Nazi. Discover they're Nazism. <laughs> yeah, it's really... It's a, it's, it's a real, how do I handle this? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, suggesting it's, it's a deal-breaker. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> but um, it can lead to awkwardness. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Frank, we've had another idiotic eureka moment in. They're pouring. Mm. This is from David in Saffron Walden. He says, my recent IEM is Bill Haley and the Comets. Yes, well, that's an interesting one, because Bill Haley and the Comets, obviously some sort of pun on Haley's Comet, mm. mm-hmm. but Haley was called uh, Hawley before that in England. Oh. oh. Um, and, uh, and that was always his name. And then after Bill Haley got so famous... That young people started calling it Haley's Comet, so the pond the pond changed the pronunciation. That's another IEM for us because I didn't know that. Yeah, but only in recent years they've started calling him Hawley again. People have got a bit um, gone back to the thing. So Bill Haley, rock and roll changed science. What about that? Wow, (laughs) I feel a documentary coming on. Yes, I feel (laughs) one going away. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we we were talking about uh, politicians and what and what makes them cry. Mm. Which has been a lot, lot of talk this week. It's uh, Ed Balls. He did an interview in something called Total Politics magazine. Total I didn't like politics. the sound of that. It sounded like some lads mag version of the Spectator. Yeah. <laughs> Total politics. Is that what Five Live people go to for their politics? I think so. It sounds yeah. like Total Politics to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a euphemism. Yeah, it's uh, Lord Archer said that what asked what made him cry. I know, I know we're all waiting, um, but I don't think prison, prison life is, uh, was like that for him. Um, what made him cry was he said those adverts were for Fairy Liquid where the, um, the little girl used to say to her mum, you know that thing, why are your hands so soft, that. Oh, now, this yeah. was an advert that was on in the 1960s, which is presumably the last time Lord Archer <laughs> cried, <laughs> which uh, suggests that he's a... Uh, 
a bit of a hard character in some mm. ways. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I had a I had a bit of an Ed Balls moment. I bet it's not the last time Lady Archer cried. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. I was, I was just saying I had a bit of an Ed Balls moment this week. I caught myself very close to having a little cry. Um, oh. Yeah, we uh, we broke an egg cup, but it was a novelty egg cup that has a face, and mm-hmm. the, and it's part of a family. Some of them are a little bit, little bit happy. One of them just looks a bit wobbly and quizzical, and it fell onto the floor and smashed. And I think it was something to do with. A, the fact that it has a face and is a member of a family, yes. and B, I get a real joy from boiled eggs and soldiers. I just find it very like, oh, boiled eggs! Like, it's happy, isn't it? It's a happy food mm. stuff, isn't it? You're both looking at me like I'm, <laughs> I'm slightly simple No, now. no, I'm, 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 I think... Uh, Emily lived on boiled eggs and soldiers for many years. <laughs> I think everyone's cheered up by boiled eggs and soldiers. Even oh, yeah. Hitler would have been happier after a boiled egg. Mm. Sadly, he focused, focused more on the soldiers, didn't he? <laughs> he did. The eggs. <laughs> he did. But it, did, it made me think, like, is it because it had a face, in which case would I be upset if, like, a Henry Hoover <laughs> suddenly broke or something? But well, I've said... Uh, I remember pointing out on Boscocks once that if mm. I see a Henry in, in, a, in a skip... Mm-hmm. I find it upsetting. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's struggling yeah. to get out. Oh, Lovely. It's it's so chirpy, a Henry <laughs> Hoover. <laughs> quite happy about it, doesn't it? I um, I remember cried. I cried at the Inside Out baboon in the in the Fly movie. You remember they tried to transport the baboon through the special machine. It came oh, out yeah. inside out. Yeah. Did yeah. that upset you? It did. Yeah. Mm. I I can't look at any kind of um, ape inside, inside out. out. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's okay. That won't, be a, that won't be a daily <laughs> problem for you then. I have often thought it would be a great name for a pub, though, the Inside Out Babu. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, I cry sometimes at the theme tune to Home and Away, particularly the bit where they say, I've never felt such emotion. I actually get a lump in my throat. I'm really? getting a bit now, yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm actually really sad. What does that, what, what's the rhyme with that? I've never oh. felt that. <laughs> <laughs> and the, from the very first moment I met you, I never Ooh. felt such emotion. Does it? There is a rhyme. Oh, I'm walking on air just to know <laughs> you are there, everybody. <laughs> Hold me in your arms. Yes, it is. I'm I'm feeling emotional just thinking about it. I used to like. It was it was the girl in it. Was very the tomboy one in the early days. Oh, do you remember her? She she, she was yes. very very um. um very solid. Bobby, thank you, Emma, our producer. Nipping it. I, she often prompts me on uh, Australian soap <laughs> conversations. <laughs> yeah, Bobby, I used to like her. I like a little stout tomboy type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Cranky. <laughs> Frank, Frank, Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Cars, Gary Newman. Oh, my girlfriend loves him. Whereas I love Gary Newborn. <laughs> and that's the difference between us. <laughs> what else? We've had some texts and emails in, Frank. We've had, um, we were talking about things that, old things that made people cry mm. and idiotic eureka moments. Uh, ben says, the Hulk theme music used to make me cry. Oh. Watching it now in Oz, you can see the programme is just Murder, She Wrote with a green muscle man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the Hulk theme music. Oh. Oh, I, it was so sad. I never use the phrase ever so, but I'm going to say it's ever so sad. Does <laughs> it, it go, really... um... <laughs> no! Because <laughs> <laughs> that always makes me cry, I must say. Yeah. We've had another text in from... So she's called herself Nick Wood. I don't know if that's a Jedward thing going on. It's a little curious. Oh, maybe. 
Nick Wood apparently used to think that Nick, when... Well, thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> pleased me immensely um when you used to go to the shop and you'd ask for it they'd offer you cash back she thought that was just money they were giving you she oh, said really? yeah at the time she turned to her boyfriend and said how much shall i take thinking she'd won a prize of some sort <laughs> oh what a terrible disappointment but i think it shows nick wood in a very good light that she asked for 30 pounds she obviously settled not on greedy. an amount that yeah no yeah, not at all the difference split the difference Clown see whenever they say to me do you want cash back i always think what do you mean by that do I look? <laughs> do I look down at heel? <laughs> We're speaking of heels and other mm. joints to the body. I've just learnt, and I learnt so much on this show that Linda Lusardi doesn't like her knees. <laughs> look, I remember reading an interview with her some years ago, yeah? and that's exactly what she said. Fashion don't like my knees. It's always the way, isn't it, with the great beauties? Mm. That there's always something that, that they don't like. Mm. But she was hot, 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 Linda mm. Lusardi. Oh, I know. Oh, actually, that was Vindaloo Sarni. <laughs> oh, oh. God. Yeah, I got completely confused by that. Well, I love their knees. Oh, I'll say it again. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> what else? Well, Frank, I've been partying uh, this week. Like it's 1999, or? No, that was a different kind of party I had back then. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> let's not talk about that. No, let's fun. not talk about the lost years. <laughs> I've calmed down a bit these days. Mm. So, um, but it was an in-style bash, because obviously when I'm not here, I am working for Fashion Magazine in-style. Don't say working for, you're the deputy editor. <laughs> yeah. Don't get modest now at this late stage. <laughs> um, it was a very good party, Frank. It was in London's Glittering London. Nice. And... I'm, I'm imagining it, it, the, the, the pressure to dress well for that party must be nightmarish. Oh. Thank goodness I know designers who yeah. are willing to lend for the night. Yeah. Do, they, do they lend? Yes, they do. Right. Uh, you call it in. And uh, <laughs> I had some shoes as well, fabulous shoes. But I just... I'd had my hair done, and then about seven hours later, I'm on my way to the venue. It was in a <laughs> hotel, actually, and I had a suite to get ready... Wow. My ma- the makeup artist from Yves Saint Laurent, Thierry, is on his way. Oh, Thierry? Yeah, Thierry. Um, <laughs> just. Oh, why had he been watching the sound of music? <laughs> <laughs> he was a little bit Thierry after oh. watching that. <laughs> so I'm, I've got all my bag and my suit bag. You carry it in a big suit bag and my shoes. Go to check on my items. One of my shoes is missing. Oh, no. Oh, my, it was awful. Oh, God, it was like that party I went to at Paul McCartney's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what, what do you do at the, the 11th I, hour? Well, I panicked. Why I did had... shoe missing 11th hour? Isn't there a fairy tale based on <laughs> I, The whole of London was out looking for that shoe. I had someone from my hairdressers. They were scouring the streets on their hands and knees hunting for that shoe. The car driver had to pull over, check in his boot. Eventually, I'd left it at the office. So it was fine. It was couriered over to me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Of course it was. The best thing ever. They had to take that blood off the the motorbike (laughs) and put Emily's shoe on instead. (laughs) What about this kidney? I'll just leave it there. Leave it in the gutter, like next to that baby's napkin. (laughs) Guess what, though, Frank? The best news of all. I met a new best friend. Oh, good. Darius off of Pop Idol. Remember him? <laughs> oh, Darius. Remember Darius. Oh, I love Darius. He's absolutely... No, it's Campbell now. He's changed his name. He's Did charming. He and it turns out, um, we've been in contact. 
It turns out he's a big fan of yours, Frank. Is he? He described you as a comedy god. Nice. I loved it. I always loved him. Nice. <laughs> well, that's good because he's invited us to Chicago. What? He's I in Chicago. I, I'm sorry, oh, I can't travel. <laughs> I can't travel at the drop of a hat. Like no, I mean, I've not brought a passport. Nothing. <laughs> oh, I'd love. To, I love Chicago. I've seen it several times. Oh, we're gonna, no, we're going to go and see Darren. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, oh, like he's got one of my favourite ever um, Wikipedia openings. I see. What does it say? <laughs> It says um, Darius uh, T- Darius Campbell, as, yes. it, as it is now. Darius Campbell, um, and Ira- uh, the, the child of an Iranian father, Dr. Boo Darnesh, who is colourblind, and a Scottish <laughs> mother, Dr. Avril Campbell. Never ever refers again to the colour blindness. Now who, who just gets a casual? Uh, his father's a doctor who is colour blind. Blah blah blah. So I, I don't know what's the story with Darius, his dad, and the colour blindness. I, I think I know the story. Do you? I'll tell you in the break. Is, is it uh, <laughs> controversial? No. No, Darius had a single out called Colourblind. Oh. So it was about his dad's colourblind. I don't know. I didn't know that, but he did have a single out called Colourblind. Well, it's awful. I, I wish now I'd have clicked on the link, colourblind. <laughs> I assumed it would just tell me what colourblindness was, yeah, which, yeah. you know, in many ways I know. <laughs> but you're colourblind, aren't I'm you? I'm colourblind, but it's, I don't believe it's mentioned on my Wikipedia page. <laughs> well, get with it. Not that I checked. <laughs> get with it. Well, go, go on, add a third sentence <laughs> on your Wikipedia page. <laughs> Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. Frank, we've had a text in. Oh, you sound very echoey. Yes, I do, don't I? Oh, that was a a weird moment. A little whistle, wasn't it? I felt like I was trapped down a well and Emily was calling down help. Do you know what happened? I think, I'm going to say, I think Sarah the Poisoner did open the door. (laughs) Um, oh yes! It's like when people have phone-ins and they say, "Have you got your radio? Have you got your radio on in the room?" Oh, yeah. Turn it down, mate. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. um, we had to turn it down, like mate. James Whale or something. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Frank, do you remember um, earlier on in the show? Uh, I said that I'd had a text in, and the subject line was "fat women," which alarmed me mm. somewhat. It was turned out to be from Amanda Taunton. Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. I've just heard on the absolute news that Britain has the fattest women. Thank God I live in Australia. Mm. And by the way, you just finished off the bread and butter pudding. So there was there was actually some headline today. Did you guys see that? Yeah. And we're fat, apparently. There's an obesity crisis amongst British females. Yeah, I didn't need to read that in the paper. Just walk down the high street. <laughs> it's like, a, it's, it's a knockout out there, isn't it? <laughs> I'm a- <laughs> Blimey, he's straight, straight in the cockerel. All I care about... He doth crow. <laughs> all I care about is that he said, out there. That's all I care oh, about. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Absolutely. Um, well, I don't know. Is it, is it true? But you say that. But what about uh, WFW has been in the news? Who's oh. that, Frank? Oh, that's the world's fattest woman. Good boy. I thought that was um, that de Klerk guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, but this is quite a happy story. Is she, is she in any way tied in with uh, BFM? Who's a, chari- a regular character on I this show? I sincerely hope uh, not. Britain's fattest man. Britain's fattest man, we should explain. Yeah, I'm no, missing. but he no longer... Alex... He'd uh, be a good, he should have his own radio station, just called BFM. <laughs> <laughs> For Britain's fattest man, he'd be all right as well. She could well, just wheel him from microphone to microphone. Carry on. It's po- she's Pauline Potter... BFM is Paul Mason, or Paul Masson, as I like to call him. Okay. Pauline Potter uh, weighs... <laughs> I, I just, that's the right name, name for the world's fattest <laughs> woman, isn't it? Pauline Potter. It just <laughs> sounds right. 
<laughs> she can't even potter. She can't get out of bed anymore. Poor, poor can't po- potter about. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> but I don't potter. feel I don't feel that sorry for her because she, this was a target of hers. She's, yeah. um, I believe she's fifty stone. Fifty two. Yeah. yeah, and she she did that. She took that on herself. Uh-huh. Well, apparently it's made her relationship's back on track. Her ex husband says he can't resist her now. Mm. He says she's dynamite in bed. <laughs> Well, I don't know if she's dynamite. It's more like napalm. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm desperate to be her lover and caretaker again. Which I think is quite a strange <laughs> romantic. Like Does he get one of those brown overalls? He's <laughs> 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 a caretaker. <laughs> oh, dear. My dad was a school caretaker. We couldn't move for ISL toilet paper and... Uh, an Ajax in our house. And neither can her ex-husband. No, like I, no I shouldn't think so. one of her legs weighs more than he does. Yeah. How did they... If he were made of gold. How, <laughs> how well do you know someone where you can say, I'll tell you what, shall we... Pauline, what about we weigh one of your legs tonight? <laughs> uh, she was all right with her. Yeah. And what about, what about one of your upper arms? Come on, get that on. Uh, hold on, let's get a pen and paper. We'll do you in sections, and then we'll add it up and see if they come to 52 stone. What if they don't? That'll be bizarre. <laughs> That's the kind of fun they have at home. He's 11 stone, the husband. Yeah. yeah. He's 11 and she's 52. I want, does he call her his other half? <laughs> <laughs> or does he call her his other five-sixths? <laughs> have to change the fraction. <laughs> There's a picture of her in the Daily Mail, <laughs> sitting on the sofa, where, I must say, she looks more like the sofa than the sofa. <laughs> she does. It looks like a sofa on a sofa, like some terrible courts advert that's become superimposed on a previous one. The other picture of them where they're on their wedding day, he looks like he's on the cake, and she's <laughs> she is the. I bet cake. she. I bet she was on the cake. <laughs> Like I don't time. understand the geography of her body. Oh, no. No, but weird. there's strange... That's a beautiful opening line for a poem. <laughs> it's one of Shakespeare's sonnets, I believe. But you see, if she does lose the weight, she is going to lose it, she says, eventually. Well, she, but it's said that she deliberately set out to become the world's fattest woman, so, you know. Yeah. She said she wanted to publicly humiliate herself. She didn't need to put on weight to do that. No. But she wanted to publicly... She could have gone on Mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Well, I, I... But Frank, um, BFM is also in the news as well. BFM, he's he's quite an angry man, Paul Mason. Mm. Um, he's angry because basically he wants the national health to pay for. You know, he's got a lot of excess flesh. Well, he's lost weight, hasn't he? Didn't yeah. he lose forty stone? Yes, he has. Yeah. The baggy jumper. They're left with the baggy jumper, aren't they? The physical. <laughs> You can't lose 40 stone. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's carelessness, isn't it? As I think Oscar Wilde said. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. With, I blame the Guinness Book of Records for all of this. Do you? I do, oh. totally. The Guinness Book of Records tempts people to get fat and do things like eat 20 pork pies mm. in a minute and grow their fingernails. To re- it just, it's, <laughs> it's like some mischievous god making fools of the people below. I hate the Guinness Book of Records. I'm going to start burning them in the street like, like what the Nazis used to. Well, they didn't burn the Guinness Book of Records. They were fine with that, apparently. <laughs> well, they would be, wouldn't they? They're all in it together. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and um, Alan Watson. <laughs> with Alan Cochran. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I don't think of you as Alan Cochran anymore. That's what that moment when a, when a nickname completely takes over. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Frank, we had a tweet during the week. Did we? 
Mm. Have we even got a Twitter? Oh, yes, we have. We have. Right? Yeah, we have. I think it's Frank on Absolute, isn't it? Is he? Mm. Yeah. People well, always Emily's, ask if you're going to join. Mine Emily's is. Got her own. I've got my own. People always say, is Frank going on? My, my Twitter stream is just no, no, he's not interested. No, he doesn't <laughs> like it. No, no. Fair enough. Um, it's a fair summary. Yeah. yeah. Makes a change for me to say that word as well. Um, well. So this was from Pines and Needles. Oh, I know. I know Pines know where... and Needles. Are. Oh, okay. Well, uh,. They've said the living legend, that is Mr. Frank Skinner, has just got a tree from our Battersea Park store. Send us a pic, Frank. Brilliant. Comedy god, living legend. Yeah. <laughs> Good aye? day for you this morning. Oh, man, I tell you, they're, they're, they're rolling in. Um, a bit like Russell uh, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Russell Grant's uh, performance <laughs> on... Uh, he, it began with him being fired out of a cannon. I heard about this. Not, not really. I mean, when I, yeah. Um, but... Um, I really thought, when they saw him in the cannon, I thought, it'd be great if they just fire him into the air at Wembley <laughs> Arena. He just, <laughs> he just lands on a concrete floor 60 feet away. <laughs> and then they just get, someone else comes on and dances. They just don't, don't mention it anymore. <laughs> when it didn't happen, he just popped out the cannon and danced. So Frank, Can I say the cannon was not an Anglican churchman? It was a, it was a piece of weaponry. I'd like to go back to... Uh, the living legend wandering around Battersea. You don't get many of those around there. No, well, my um, my girlfriend is had this theory that if you get a Christmas tree really early, mm. um, it works out cheaper because oh. you get more days out of it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I, I like the logic. <laughs> yeah, I know you. <laughs> I know you'd like it. I think you get yours in April. Don't you? <laughs> but um, so we went and got this tree. And she went for the seven footer. No way. Oh. When the man delivered it, he had to chop the very top off with his um, with his secateurs. He chopped the top off. He was scratching the yeah. Do you remember chop it off off the, uh, <laughs> the gymnast? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So uh, seven it's, foot, Frank. It's uh, and also he said to me, "You need to water it every four to five days." I said, "I'm sorry, <laughs> Christmas tree," and yeah, I have to water it. Yeah, and they they last in the wild, don't they? Nobody's going out looking after them, are they? No, but they get, they get rain. It oh, rarely rains rain, in my apartment. <laughs> but I just, you know, I, I always think of a Christmas tree as like cot flowers, you know, it's a kind mm. of a one-night stand. I don't like the commitment of a pot plant. Mm. Don't you? You don't no. have a pot plant in the I don't, well, I have a pot plant in the house, but now I've, I've got a pot plant, basically, because I have to water the Christmas tree. Now it's been lopped off, what sort of height are we... A sort of Greg Davis height? Yeah, or? well, it's... Yeah, he's six, yeah, it's about six five. It's, it's about well, he's six eight, Greg oh, Davis. Yeah. But it, it's lovely. Yeah. They chopped the top off rather than the bit off the bottom. Surely you want the top for a fair. They chopped a bit off the bottom as well. Oh wow! Oh yeah. I, oh god, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, will you actually tell me about it? <laughs> no, it was. Um, and what are you going for decor wise, Frank? Because you know black ribbons are very in with the fashion. Black pack. ribbons on a Christmas tree. It's all a bit five minute silence at a football match. Is it? But that is what at the end of it do I go? <laughs> Yeah. Five I, minutes I don't wish silence. To know. Have you been to the album? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't like uh, I don't like a living uh, thing in uh, that. I mean, cot flowers—they're already dead, and the Christmas trees. Yeah. I, that's why I won't have a pot plant. Really? And now I feel mm. like I've got the responsibility of looking after this tree. Which I yeah. to me, I, I, if you take a, a a plant that's living into the into your home, it's like you've captured it and you you've imprisoned it indoors where it doesn't want to be. To me, it's no worse than having a, uh, or no better than having a flamingo in the in the flat, for example. 
Oh, well, I obviously is a wash with flamingos and pot plants. So we're going to have to agree yeah. to disagree. Well, you ke- keep the flamingos in case a, a coin rolls under the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, it's, I mean, it is a beauty, but uh, at the moment, it, uh, Kath has spent, it's been here a week, Kath hasn't dressed it yet. Oh. So it's just a big tree in the corner. Right, it is literally like you've bought a pot plant. That's not Christmassy, is it? And then at work, because I, I work in an office, I uh, somebody said, why don't you get a pop-up tree? Mm. Oh. That's what they do at Sainsbury. So I thought, that sounds brilliant. Mm. A pop-up t- And I imagined it would be like one of those top hats where you just hit it and it goes, <laughs> and it's there. Oh, it doesn't yeah. pop up at all. Oh, that could be dangerous. I imagine somebody saying, oh, look at this. What's this lovely present? Whoa! Straight through the chest. <laughs> and... Uh, their heart hanging where an angel would have been. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe the pulmonary artery and the aorta <laughs> on, on the branches below. In a tinsel formation. But in fact, it just it's just like a flat. It's like a cow pat. Is oh, what it's fine. like, and you have to take the middle of it. If you can imagine a cow pat with a hardened, pointy bit in the middle, which they may well have, come to think of it, mm. formed by closure. Oh, fine. And. Uh, and pick it, you pick it up like, like, like that, if you can imagine. So it doesn't pop at all. There's no oh. popping mechanism. So oh. it's not just a fake tree. It's not just a word for a plastic Christmas tree. No, a, a pop-up, pop-up tree. I thought it would pop up. But what it lies flat. You know when you get, like, a, a, those lampshades that lie flat and then you pull them up and they're oh, like yeah. a lantern thing? Yeah, yeah. It's like that. We've got one of those, yeah. You've got one of those as well. One of those, yeah. Your house is to the flamingo. It's like one of these uh, houses of the future. Yeah, you live in like uh, like George Best used to have. Did he? Oh, he had a house of the future. He told me once, George Best, that he got in one night and he could hear the dog barking furiously. And what happened was that the window shutters were going up and down of their own accord, and his his big (laughs) guard dog was under the table yelping with terror. (laughs) Little uh, moment from the life of George Best there on uh, (laughs) Ian Wright, I I heard from the news, thinks West Bromwich Albion will lose today. Ian Wright. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Seven six. I was texted in saying you could get a Lego tree like they have at St Pancras Station. That sounds great. Mm. Haven't seen that. I like the idea of that. Mm. I uh, I like the idea that people will be standing looking at it thinking, is that real or plastic? But yeah. it's Lego. <laughs> Big yeah. It's a Lego everything now. Yeah, yeah, there is. There really is. I um, I don't know if you saw this this week, Frank. There's a, a story that Joey Barton has said that he may quit football to become a. Catholic priest, amongst other things. Oh, that's very up your straws of that story. <laughs> it's, it's got everything: football, <laughs> Catholicism. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. Joey GPR. Barton. In case you don't know, he's a, he's a sort of bad boy footballer, isn't he? And uh, but who suddenly become incredibly uh, witty, articulate. Mm. He does funny tweets. He's going to yeah. be a priest. He likes to pop a bit of philosophy onto Twitter there, I believe. Oh, I was worried what he was going to... I thought that was going to be a scandal. <laughs> no. no. He, I liked he met Frank... Morrissey at Glastonbury. Yes, and I liked... Uh, he was insulting some of the members of The Only Wears Essex in a quite oh, poetic yeah. way. He said, you have teeth like a burnt-down fence, which <laughs> I thought was brilliant. Yeah. I think he was being what they call online a wum, wasn't he? A yeah. wind-up <laughs> Is that what he was being? Yeah, that's what he was being, yeah. <laughs> teeth like a burned down fence. I miss the Queen Mother. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, 
I'm, yeah, there was a very weird chat. I'm starting to think the real Joey Barton's in a cupboard somewhere with his hands tied and tape over his mouth going, mmm, mmm, and this, this, this guy has taken over, this great, this Oscar Wilde time figure has taken over. But it does make me wonder what people could do after football. I sort of feel sorry for them. It's good now that they get all that money while they're playing so that when they do quit they can Mm. do something else, but... In the old days, they used to just buy a pub, didn't they? Always. <laughs> they used to run a pub. <laughs> now, there was a little window where they had to do jobs and punditry and whatever. But yeah. Now, I mean, some of the... Pl- I, uh, Ernie Hunt, who used to play for Coventry City, I believe, ended up um, selling ice cream off a push bike. Is that true? Yeah. Tricky. But they always used to have, um, in football programmes, they'd have questionnaires with, like, with the players, and it would always be, uh, what would you be if you hadn't become a footballer and right. they always always said an electrician right <laughs> always they always had the same answers biggest influence on career my dad favorite food steak <laughs> favorite book john fowles the magus <laughs> I, ma- I made that last one up oh. but the rest, i didn't think that yeah the rest was all uh, i think it'd be an andy McNabb. i think would be favorite i think andy McNabb was still in the cadets <laughs> at that time <laughs> yeah isn't there a thing in them? Um, there's a there's a really good book about Brian Clough called "Provided You Don't Kiss Me," and there's a bit in it where he says that uh, back in the day, Stuart Pearce advertised as an electrician in the program. Really? <laughs> yeah. Which the idea now that you could get a professional footballer to come out <laughs> just uh, change a couple of plugs for me and uh, a bit of rewiring, <laughs> and then back to training. For I don't want to get too football heavy on here, but um, I, we had a player called Winnie Johnson at West Brom who was taking a corner, got into a conversation with uh, someone in the crowd, and ended up selling him his shed. <laughs> That is great. Yeah, it's a true story. That's like, that's like kickabout on a park territory where people forget to take a corner because they're having a chat. The, the barriers weren't so, you know, they weren't so big in those days. People, people were, yeah, it was lovely. They also said in the Daily Star this week that uh, Joey Barton has taken to wearing what they call Harry Potter-type glasses. Has oh, has he? <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter-type <laughs> spectacles, they said. Because I remember thinking, I saw a picture of him in spectacles, not there, but they're not at all Harry Potter-ish. They're just spectacles. <laughs> but I imagine the Daily Star thought, I don't know if our readers will know what spectacles are. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to give them some sort of popular... <laughs> so they, they can think, oh, I know, those round things on the, on the boy wizard. Joey Barton says he's looked into the void, and that's when he decided he'll give this, this game up. Oh, the football I game. don't think you should look into the void. No. I should say that the, the void is, uh, is a gay club in West <laughs> London. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's all right, but, uh, you know, some people, they just don't want to live and let live. Frank, Frank, Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So if Joey Barton's going to end up being a uh, Catholic priest, or he also said in there that he was going to be a financial advisor. <laughs> I love the idea of footballers and getting different jobs. Perhaps uh, Carlos Tevez could be a tramp just refusing to get off the bench and uh, oh, muttering hey. that he misses <laughs> his family. That's, uh, that's very tramp-like behaviour, isn't it? Yes, he's got very, various um, tramp-like features as well, really. I, uh, I had a, a touch of show business this week. It's not just Emily that's met Darius, Frank. Mm. I... Uh, I I worked with um, Stavros Flatley earlier this week, who well, I know mm. you know. 
yes. sure that you know his work. I'm, I'm sure our listeners know Stavros Fatley as the uh, father-son dance exactly. team from yeah. Britain's Got Talent. Can I just say they don't compare Darius, who is a consummate professional, to that end of pier lot who eat carbs? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a bit <laughs> harsh. They were a, they were a heartwarming. I mean, we were talking earlier about people, things that made you cry. I mean, the lovely father-son relationship Stavros Flatley would, have, would have brought a tear to any, anyone's eye. I, I mean, I didn't know him before I worked with him. I, I had to Google him. I've, I've worked with him, I think, three times, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> We've crossed paths <laughs> at various events. Um, Has he got any insights on the Greek economic crash? He didn't mention that. <laughs> But yeah. he did say a thing that I really loved because I I I'm not one of these I'm not snobby about their place in the uh, show business world I think they're in the perfect place in the show business world they're the in demand uh, novelty acts which is great there's almost no responsibility they don't have to read the paper they don't have to do anything they just turn up <laughs> dance about with his belly out he's very very comfortable with his shirt off that man by the way very well the very, dad yeah oh. I've I've had three conversations with him and not once has he had a t-shirt on so far. <laughs> never. Even backstage, he's never got a shirt on. Uh, great, really comfortable. But I really like him. But he told me a great thing, say, uh, saying, oh, we just thought it was a bit of a laugh. We just went along. And he went, I just signed everything. He said, everything that they put in front of me, I signed. He said, I couldn't tell you anything that I've signed, but I could tell you what was to eat at every buffet, at every meeting. <laughs> I loved that. I love the fact that he got sidetracked by food at the moment. He sounds like a... Great. We, we tried to... Uh, I, I did a show in the West End called uh, The Credit Crunch Cabaret, you might, you I, might recall. I, I both appeared at it and recall yeah. it. Uh, and um, we tried to book that uh, dog act on the, <laughs> oh, that was yes. on... Uh, uh, not the, 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 the original dog yes, act. I, I can't remember her name now. But there was, there was a later one where he... He was like a, a pagan god, the, the, the later dog. It wasn't that one. Remember, he, was, he, was, he got up and he, he put his hand on the woman's shoulders and suddenly it looked like he was controlling the act and that she, mm. was, the, she was the stew. She was terrifying. Mm. But this was the one where the dog used to go in and out of like a paling fence on stage. Mm. And um, we, couldn't, we couldn't sort the money with her. She was oh, really? oh, no. asking a bit over the odds. <laughs> <laughs> so um, where is she now? That's, yeah. that's what I'd like to know. Barking <laughs> mad. Um, <laughs> that's it, uh, yeah. So, but <clears throat> so she never did the gig, which is uh, oh, that's a pity. Which was a blow. <laughs> Could have turned it round for both of us. I always thought. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. Frank, one of your favourite people has been making the news this week. Um, mm, the Archbishop of Canterbury. No, not the AC. <laughs> um, this is your favourite singer. And if you'd have gone down to Leicester Square Tube Station recently, you'd have oh. since spotted Catherine Jenkins. Oh, yeah. Meant Marquis Smith. <laughs> no. She might spot- well have done. <laughs> he hadn't <laughs> been to bed. Put it in a different context. Yes. She did undercover, a spot of undercover busking. She put a, had a brown wig on and a holy jumper. Well, it was actually quite a smart jumper, I think, with an art-filled distress. And she, um, she said it was the only time she'd ever sung in flats before. Mm. Mm. I've sung in flats all over, <laughs> all over England. Yeah. It's Corridors. interesting. Yeah. When I uh, when I sing, when I do the high notes, I go up onto my tiptoes. Uh-huh. Oh. So she's, you know, she's already halfway there in her high heels. No wonder it's easy for her. Yeah, that's why she's uh, had uh, an operatic career that doesn't involve having ever been in an opera. 
<laughs> he's <laughs> off. You no. sound like that's a slight bugbear of yours. No, well, I, I, I'm, what, I, I find her terrifying. I don't know what it is. I've spoken of this before on here. I mean, it's said in this thing that it said uh, commuters were moved to tears. That would have been the smell of sulphur rising <laughs> off her. Because I honestly believe she's a handmaiden of Beelzebub. There's something, uh, you know, you know when you sense profound evil in a person. Um, and I don't know what it is with her. I can't work it out. She seems to be, you know, she's sort of, a, you know, attractive and she's talented. She looks good with a brown wig on. And I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say yeah. about someone. But she looks all right in a brown wig. She oh, may- yeah, they know how to lure you in. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that. She raised a cool sixteen pounds. That's that's how the son put it, anyway. Does it say how long she was there for? No, I don't know. What, did she, what did she raise it for? I don't know if it was uh, for no, charity. No, no, <laughs> exactly. Wouldn't it be fantastic if the Inland Revenue were reading this article and then suddenly ordered her to see if she was always with the financial? I love. She it. probably just had to buy a, a goat's head um, for some sort of ceremony. <laughs> And uh, found herself a bit short on change and uh, improvised. She was Saul's instrument as well. And I, I like a bit of woodwind. Um, in busker? Yeah. In a busker? You like well, I like woodwind or strings. <laughs> yes. I, um, my favourite ever busker was a bloke who used to sit... Um, I, I think I'm going to demonstrate it because I, I, I have a prop with me. He used to sit um, in, in, uh, near the ball ring. And he was a, an, an older guy. Looked like he might have... Uh, so I say, like a drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, he liked to drink so much, he decided to live on pavements <laughs> for practical purposes. And he used to have a mouth organ just in his mouth. Never, to, I never saw him handle it ever. And he's, this was him. This was him busking. <laughs> <laughs> just breathing. <laughs> <laughs> but for all day. <laughs> it's one of the few buskers I ever gave money to. Ever. It was like the music of the spheres. As you say, it was just the sound of life, of human life being passed through reeds. <laughs> it was, uh, was marvellous. And when, you see, when I see these ones that are highfalutin now, I think, yeah, OK, they're clever and they've learnt now, but they'll never, be, they'll never move me like that guy did with the mouth organ. I don't know what happened to him. I imagine he got drunk and had to have a big pin through his head to hold his face on. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> anyway. Um, have a great day, everyone. You can, uh, have a great weekend. Um, you might be listening, who knows, if you can hit me over the top of... <laughs> um, not the Weekend podcast is available from uh, Wednesday. That's uh, us, us talking. And um, so that'll be good. Uh, Sarah Champion is next. And uh, if, if the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back this time next week. It was uh, lovely. Tarar a bit. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner.